this week on Moms Moving On. What helps women so much is having these conversations and actually knowing that they're not crazy, that it's not them, that it's not, that what they're experiencing is completely normal, right? And so giving them the heads up that like, oh, here, here's probably what's gonna happen next. Or when they come to me and they're like, um, my friends are being, you know, oh yeah, that's that's because X, Y, Z and you know, having this conversation with them, right? So I think that's the first thing is to let them know that it is what they're experiencing is normal. They're not crazy, <laughs> you know, there are lots of reasons for this and that nine times out of 10, it has nothing to do with them. At all. Love that. Life moves on. So why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Hello, everyone. Happy almost end of the year. Crazy to be saying that. I have a good friend back on with me today, and I get really excited for our conversations because they always go all over the place, but they always serve like a really important purpose. We're talking to Kate Anthony, who you already know, obviously. She's the host of the New York Times recommended podcast, The Divorce Survival Guide Podcast, and a certified coach with over a decade's worth of experience helping women women with children in particular, make the most difficult decision of their lives. Should I stay or should I go? She's where you go when you need to answer that question, or at least, you know, get close to answering that question. Kate, I'm so happy you're here with us today. Thanks for being back. Oh, honey, it is always such a pleasure. I am happy to talk to you any day of the week. Um, I love seeing you and I love the topic that we're going to get into because I hear you have a story to tell us. But before we go into all that, for those who are just meeting you for the first time, shame on you for not knowing who she is already. Can you just give us no like shame, the, no shame, <laughs> <laughs> give us the Kate intro. Oh my. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a divorce coach and I have been for the last 10 years and I, uh, I, really specialize in helping women figure out whether they should stay or go. I've been divorced for coming up on 13 years now. Um, Christmas Eve of 2008 is when everything fell apart. And it's like the perfect um, time to get divorced, right? Like Christmas well, it's Eve. Not not? The, it's like, it's the perfect time to, to like blurt it out, right? This is why I do what I do because I don't want anyone blurting out on Christmas Eve that they're done with their marriage. <laughs> so when I work with you, we craft the conversation, we plan the time, we like go through the whole thing because what I did really sucked. Um, so, I mean, you've never had a more awkward Christmas morning. <laughs> I can't even imagine with a three-year-old, like trying to get through it. Oh my God, it was awful. So that's what I do, you know, and I have my, my podcast and my ex and I have a really good uh, relationship now. It's been years of ups and downs, but we have a good co-parenting relationship and yeah, that's me. That's great. It's great to see. (laughs) I just think this journey that we all go on from getting separated to being Mm -hmm. years out is so beautiful. Like nobody ever comes through that and is a worse person. They're always a better person and a smarter, more empowered person. And so you really embody that. And I think that's why I love you and why the world loves you. Back at you, babe. 
It's right. true, right? I mean, there are people that come out worse for it, but they're not the people who are actually doing the work. Right. And I think that's the important distinction is that, you know, we've you've got to be doing the work if you and if you do, it's amazing. I you agree. Know? I agree. I am not the person I was five years ago. That is for damn sure. And I'm happy to say that. <laughs> right. 100%. Okay, but you know what? You know what's not the same as five years ago, and this is what we're talking about today. My friendships. Nope. Everybody who I speak to, who is at the beginning stages of a separation, is half traumatized by impending divorce and half heartbroken over the fact that their friendships are starting to change. Yep. These people that you thought you were gonna were gonna be there for you, ride or die forever, all of a sudden stop answering their phone. Yeah. All these people who always included you in plans go radio silent and you start to wonder what is happening here, but it is so hurtful. And I know you have a story for us on this. So why don't you start there before we break is, this down? Yeah. I mean, it's so hurtful. And, and I think the most important thing is that not only do you have an expectation that like you guys are gonna be friends forever, but these are the people that you think are going to support you through the biggest upheaval and transition of your entire life. And when they don't, it's shattering. And I think for many people, it's more devastating and shocking than the end of their marriage. Oh yeah. Um, you know, so my story is that I had two best friends. They're my best friends for 20 years at that point, um, 13 years ago that, you know, I met them both probably my, uh, first day of freshman year in college. <laughs> and one of them was my roommate. I mean, there was a foursome of us and we were all like tight and, like a couple of months into my divorce, they were both married. Um, they did not like my husband. <laughs> one of them is That's one fair. Of them, it was very fair. Uh, <laughs> one of them was one of the people, you know, they both sort of came to me to tell me about his infidelities and I like wasn't hearing it and stuff, right? Like these people were not pro my marriage. But when we got divorced, my ex and I were actually doing things really well. We, you know, we put our kid at the center of every decision that we made. We were really, we were actually really good friends right away. We were living together for six months before we figured out who was keeping the house and all of that. And so we were kind of, um, we were doing really well. We were actually getting along better than we ever had. And I was also simultaneously like, you know, texting some dude that I had like had a crush on in seventh grade, right? Like he was in New York and like- Because that's what you, you know. do when you first get separated. I think because we've all done do. that. Right. We've all done that, right? He was one of the people that I contacted because I knew that he was divorced. I didn't know a lot of people who were divorced. And so I had texted him and been like, hey, or messaged him on Facebook. And I was like, hey, I hear you're divorced. Like, how do you know when it's time? How do you know, right? And so that just sort of developed into a whole thing. You know, I've, I've been in love with you since seventh grade, you know, all of that shit, right? And so I was texting, I was probably on my phone more than I had been. And that's, you know, kind of, anyway, it was not that big a deal. These two women who were my best, best friends took me out for lunch for an intervention on how I was doing my divorce. Let me guess, these were not divorced women. These were not divorced women. And what, what started out as like, we need to talk now. Huh, there's a whole, there's a whole other thing that I want to get to in this conversation, right? Because these are friendships that 
uh, were chosen uh, at a particular time in my life, chosen by the same sort of mechanisms that chose my ex-husband. So right? important that you point that out. Yes. And we'll I think we'll come back to that. So so they they start this intervention and this, you know, we need to talk about how you're doing your divorce. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like we're we're getting along better than we ever have. I think we're doing this really well. And it devolved and one of them started screaming at the top of her lungs in this restaurant around the corner from my house, screaming at me. Like and I was like this has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm go- I'm getting divorced. Like what the fuck? <laughs> right? I'm actually getting divorced. And you two are coming at me with like, I don't even know what. And I walked out of the restaurant. I was like, I'm out of here. Like I'm getting divorced. I actually don't need this from you. What I need is for you to support me and be here for me. And then the other one came running out and she was like, this was not the design of this conversation. And I was like, that you had a design for this conversation is the the, problem. Right. Yes. Oh my God. And I'm sorry that happened. So six months later, one of them got divorced. I knew it. I knew it. I in the most, of course, of course, Michelle, I wrote about this in my book, the Uh people who have the most intense reactions or disappear the most quickly, it's because something's looming for them because they don't want to look in the mirror that you're holding up. Yep. 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 So she got divorced in the most catastrophic, horrific way. Talk about, you know, being worried about how someone's doing their divorce it was awful. She left a Dear John note on the table and text texted him. <laughs> hey, there's a Dear John note on the table. I'm going to New York to consummate the affair that I've, the emotional affair I've been having with my business partner, um, the babies with the nanny. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. So that happened. And then six months after that, the other one got divorced. So it was like, of course. Of course, right? but you don't see it at the time. And this is what I try and help women with all the time. Me it's too. like, well, you know, this this was my best friend and now yep. she doesn't even ask how it's going. And I'm like, well, now I went through that too. And, and because I'm so yeah. far out of it, I can tell you that there's reasons why. One, something could be going on in her own marriage that she doesn't um, want to share. And this usually. brings it up for her. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I've known, I've seen happen, husbands will say, she's getting divorced, too much drama, stay away from her, Mm -hmm, right? We mm -hmm, don't need that mm -hmm. in our lives because he doesn't want her to have her awakening, right? He doesn't, it's because it's contagious. Like, oh, she's suddenly free and she's out there and now you're going to go like do girls nights with her and you're going to get a taste of that freedom and like, oh, no, 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 thank you. Yes. And Mm -hmm. that's. That's it, basically, guys. So that's mm-hmm. the whole episode. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but <laughs> but, but also, it happens. And, yeah. And then your girlfriends don't want you coming around because now you're single and we kind of get hotter when we, we <laughs> do. Mean, we get, you know, we drop that baggage and like, and so suddenly, and your girlfriends are like, I don't want that around my husband. <laughs> that too. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> that too. I, <clears throat> I also a lot of that. Somewhere in the middle lies the people who, are well-intentioned and love you, but literally just don't know how to handle you. Like they don't know. They don't know. I, I, I stopped getting invited to couples nights, obviously. And that sucked. And in my mind, I'm like, well, they shouldn't do a couples night. They should just do a girl's night, invite me out, you know, but being that far out, this far out of it, I realized that's ridiculous. People shouldn't have to change their plans for me. But when I did finally fess up 
to a friend about how I was feeling. She was like, I wish I knew that because from where we sat, we just thought you don't want to be around couples. You don't want to be around us. You want to do your own thing. And that's why it's really important. And I talk about it in regards to being alone during the holidays, but it applies all over the place invite yourself. Like if they are your true friends and you know that they love you because you know, when your friends have your back and when they don't, that's right. Invite yourself, say, Hey, I can't be alone this Saturday night. Can I crash? If they love you, they're not going to say no. That's right. That's right. And it's, it is important to be able to ask for, ask for what you need in that time. And there are going to be people that don't show up and that, that are like, Oh yeah, no, I can't like, or whatever. Um, and you're going to find out my ex had a really good way of putting this when we were going through divorce. He was like, cause when I came home from that intervention, I was a mess. Mm-hmm. I was a mess. And I went home to him and I was like, this just happened. And he was like, Oh my God. He's like, that's insanity. And I was like, I know. And he said, you know, he said, what I'm finding is that there are the people in my life that I thought were, he, he said the deep end of the pool friends. And then there are the people in my life that I thought are the shallow end of the pool friends. And they're not, I'm finding that it's not, they're not, I I have them wrong. Right. Like the people that like his best friend, since he was eight years old was, didn't really want to have anything to do with them. Now I have my own opinions about why that is. I think his, I think his best friend knew things right. and was like, and when his marriage blew up was like, uh-huh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you know, he expected that his best friend since eight years old would be there for him. And then people who didn't know him as well in his life were like, Hey dude, let's go out and get coffee or let's do this or let, right. And so you, you st- and this, this sort of goes to what I was talking about, about the people that you choose, right? Like these, the friendships that I had, those two friendships have never been the same. Never. The one who blew up her marriage by text <laughs> and all of that, we no longer speak. And she was my best friend. She was my roommate for years. She was, we did everything together. Um, and we have not spoken in over 10 years. And for me, that is because she has so many similar qualities to my ex-husband and the relationship that we had was so similar. So I had to, um, you know, when I, basically when I divorced my ex, when I got divorced, I was like, uh, I no longer have these kinds of relationships. I actually no longer engage in this kind of dynamic, right? Like if I'm going to leave my husband, I'm sure as hell not going to keep a friendship that Mm -hmm. does the same thing. Mm -hmm. She was, she was emotionally abusive. She was, she's a narcissist. She's controlling like all of the stuff. Right. And I was like, yeah, I don't do that anymore. Right. And so that friendship is, has long gone. The other one, we have had cycles for 30 years. We've had cycles and, you know, we're in a, we were in an on cycle like a couple months ago and we are in an off cycle now. And it is, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm having a different experience of the off cycle now and realizing some of the same things, the control dynamics, the, um, you know, and it's like, I, it, it has never been what it was. It has never been what it was and it will never be. Um, I think you're, you're yeah. a good person for even trying or putting yourself. Yeah. I mean, you know, situation. our kids are like cousins, our kids are best friends. So like, you know, it's all complicated, but yeah, I just, I don't, I don't do it anymore. I don't play Um, that game anymore. 
How is it already 2022? Wow. Well, you know what that means. In just a few short weeks, my first book, Moms Moving On, Real Life Advice for Conquering Divorce, Co-Parenting Through Conflict, and Becoming Your Best Self will finally be out in stores. But it is available for pre-order now. So don't forget to grab a hold of that because for everybody who pre-orders, I'll be holding a special publishing day event just for you. Email info at momsmovingon.com for more information. Hey everyone, I've now added courses to my website because you know what? There can never be enough information out there as you're navigating divorce and co-parenting. Am I right? So if you're just thinking of getting divorced and don't know where to start, I have the perfect course for you. It's called It's Time to Leave My Marriage. Now what? And it gives you all the steps from what questions to ask your lawyer to when to even reach out to a lawyer, how to break the news to your ex and your family, and most importantly, how to handle it with your kids. My other course is how to safeguard your relationship with your children when you're dealing with a high conflict ex-spouse. You know, if you have someone who's going to badmouth you in front of the kids. All of this is important stuff to know. So head on over to my website, momsmovingon.com and check out the courses tab today. There's something I write about in my book and, and I name I name the two sets of friends that you'll find. Um, yeah. And I don't want to give it away yet, but I know this is going to be a big chapter for a lot of people. Yeah. There are the people who flock to you. Uh, uh-huh. These are the same people who like literally will stop their cars to take a picture of a train wreck or a car accident on the side of the road. These yes. are the people who come out of the woodwork, like in your Facebook messages, That's like, Hey, how you been? The gossip. But it's more <laughs> than that. And And I have a story about someone I met a friend, an old friend who was, I met her at the tail end of my marriage. I was a mess, disaster. I like needed someone to cling on to. And she was that person like there for me, every phone call wanted to support me, wanted to help me, wanted to hear everything. How to go with the lawyer? What did he say about this? How did Bella do? All of a sudden I started to not be miserable anymore. I started to move on. I met Mm. my now husband, we bought and built a house. Life was going good. And it was like, goodbye. I have no use for you now. Literally wanted, like never spoke to me again. Uh-huh. And I realized that when we are in these vulnerable, vulnerable positions, quote unquote, miserable, you get company because misery does love, love company for right. two reasons. It distracts from their own misery. Mm-hmm. And because they're just feeding off of whatever negativity to, to avoid their own lives. And yeah, yeah. I think it's, you also have to be careful in that regard who you let in. If somebody all of a sudden is your overnight best friend and wants to be a part of your every, you know, in and out, don't expect that person to be there in the same capacity when things get good again for you. Such a good point, right? There are people who they love drama. They love the drama of it. And when you move on past the drama, they're like, they're not getting a, they're hit, right? Because it is, it's a, it's a, it's a dopamine hit for them. Right. And they're kind of, you know, heat seeking missiles looking for that next hit mm-hmm. and you're it. Mm-hmm. And then when you stop being it, they don't really want to, that's like, oh, well, there's no, there's no, there's no hit for me there. Right? right. And then all of a sudden it's on you. You've changed. You're not the same person. Yeah. You're right. I'm not. You're Thank right. God. You're right. <laughs> yeah. And I talk about this with my clients, um, 
And, and there's a chapter on it in my book as well, that <laughs> soon to be, you know, a couple years down the line right. about how, um, about the conversations, like people always want to say, like, what do I say? What do I, who, what do I tell, you know, my coworkers, what do I tell my, right. And I think there's a, there's a different script for each level of person in your life, 100%. right. You get to, you get to own your story. You get to tell whoever you want, whatever you want, but just know that not everyone will receive it in the same way, mm-hmm. right? And so the the gossipy neighbors or the people the the heat seeking missiles, those people who are seeking out the drama, there's a there's a script for them, right? Mm-hmm. And look, they also might serve something, right? They actually might help you through it. They actually might that person might be, you know, uh, a good. A person to help you get over the hump. Who knows? It's, right. They're kind of, I see them like bridges, right? Like uh-huh. right. you need them for a small period of time to get from one place to the next. But unless you're turning around and going backwards, they don't really serve a purpose anymore. And I think that's important to know. Ultimately, yeah. the bottom line of all of this is that your friendships will shift in a divorce. Mm-hmm. They right. will. They're going to they shift. Will. They're going to change. They're going to grow. You're going to grow. And nothing that made sense before your divorce is going to make sense after your divorce for a lot of reasons. Indeed. So how do you help, how do you help women cope with that though? Because like we said, it is emotional and it is triggering and it's hard. It's really hard. And it's, you know, I just, I think, I think what helps women so much is having these conversations and actually knowing that they're not crazy, that it's not them, that it's not that what they're experiencing is completely normal, right? And so giving them the heads up that like, oh, here, here's probably what's gonna happen next. Or when they come to me and they're like, um, my friends are being, oh yeah, that's that's because X, Y, Z and you know, having this conversation with them, right? So I think that's the first thing is to let them know that it is what they're experiencing is normal. They're not crazy, <laughs> you know? There are lots of reasons for this and that nine times out of 10, it has nothing to do with them at all of that nothing to do with them and it's not their responsibility it is not their responsibility to take care of these people right in this moment it is not like it was not my fucking job when my friends went off the rails and were like having this like big emotional breakdown in the diner in my neighborhood it wasn't my fucking job to take care of her in that moment mm-hmm. it was I just her think job it's... to be taking care of me Right. I mean, knowing what I know now, before you even got to the other side of that story, it was obvious that she was so emotionally triggered because she was headed in the same direction. And I I have the same thing with friends. uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And her parents had a horrific divorce, horrific, Um, you know, violent, all of this stuff. And so I think, you know, it was just pulling up her childhood shit as well. Like, I mean, it was just everything. And, and so, you know, again, it has nothing to do with you. And even if they have like these violent childhoods and it's triggering their childhood wounding and all of that stuff, it's still not your job. It's still not your job to take care of that that for them. Their job in this moment is to be there for you. And so what I say to clients is, you know, find, find your people. It may be one or two, but find the people that you're safe enough with to be able to say, Hey, I need support. Hey, I don't have a lot of people that are here for me. You know, I have a client recently who, and this is, this is something that, that happened to me too. And I think that we all see, right. I have a client, um, whose 
who realized that a friend of hers had gotten divorced a couple of years ago. And she was like, I don't think I was there for her the Mm -hmm. way that I should have been. Cause now that I'm going through it, I'm realizing what I need. And so she reached out to her and she said, Hey, you know what? I'm so sorry. Like, I really don't think I was there for you. And she was like, are you kidding? You were there for me more than anyone else. You were great. And then my client felt so bad because she was like, if I was there the most, <laughs> like, right. and I feel like I wasn't, that's awful. And, you know, the, and the girl was like, no, 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 really, you did everything right. But we all have different needs. And to have that one or two people, you know, that, that you can really rely on. And as you say, ask for what you need. Yes. Don't I was just going to chime in them. with that. Mm-hmm. They don't know what you need. You, sometimes you don't know what you need. Don't wait for them to invite you or whatever. Be the person who will say, Hey, um, you know, I, I, I don't have anything to do on Saturday night and I'm really, I'm going to, you know, eat a pint of ice cream and I'm really, it's going to bum me out. Can I, can I come over and have the self-confidence also to know that asking for this kind of support doesn't make you needy. I think for me, I never wanted to come across as needy and I gave off this illusion of strength that people were like, Oh, she's fine. We don't have to call her. That was so not the case. And like, great that you think that about me, but like, no. And so, no, I was a mess. (laughs) Yeah. Let let your pride go. It's not needy. It's, it's basic. Like human interaction we crave all the time anyway. So especially more during your divorce. Right. And you know what, if you are needy, that's okay too. That's actually fine. Like we have needs, right? So that's, it's okay to be needy while you're going through the biggest emotional upheaval of your whole life. That's okay. You get to be needy right now. You do get to be needy, but don't let, don't let the fear of what people might think of that neediness stop you is my point, right? Like, absolutely. Okay. So tell me about the best kind of friends that you have had throughout your divorce journey. Oh my gosh. You know, it's so interesting because I had, I had the greatest girlfriend as I went through my divorce journey. And we are actually, we are no longer friends. <laughs> this is another one of those friendships that, you know, we grew out of naturally and for a variety of reasons that are not really relevant, but she was also divorced and we were both single and we spent, and our kids were the same age, right? Because of, we were also like the only divorced moms in, in our preschool, <laughs> you oh, know? Yeah. And so we were like, oh, there was a lot of shame and like, oh, Um, because that's a really early age to get divorced. And when it's funny, funny story, when I, when we graduated preschool and we went on to elementary school, our kids went to different schools and I got to my son's school and I was like, everybody's married. Everybody's married. And she goes, bitch, please. It's kindergarten. (laughs) Yeah. Give it two more years. By second, third grade, they were, you know, a lot of them were falling apart. Not all of them, but a lot of them were falling apart. I was those funniest things. She's like, bitch, please. It's kindergarten. Um, but she was, she was great. Um, and then we had a male friend who was a widower. And the three of us just spent all of our time together. Our kids were, you know, inseparable. Um, and she and I 
we, we arranged our custody schedules to be the same. So on the nights that we didn't have our kids, we were going out, we were like, you know, heat seeking missiles, trying to find dates. We were <laughs> right, 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 like, right. we were doing our online dating thing together. And this was like in the early days of online dating. This was again, 13 years ago. This was before algorithms before, you know, before Tinder and swiping. And we had a blast. We had a blast together. And that I think that was what I needed. You know, I needed a, I needed a divorce girlfriend. Yes. And I, and I'm lucky that I had that with someone who had a kid the same age and, you know, we were able yeah, to. That's ideal. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Well, I love um, that you had that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, it didn't work out. Yeah. That's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> it's all so good. Many stories, she's, so little time. She's moved away. Like she lives in another country now and it's totally fine. But, um, yeah. All right. So we're about to come up on a new year. Crazy. Yes, um, what do you have going on in 2022? AKA tell us about your book. Oh yeah. Well, I've got the book, uh, going on in 2022. So the, should I stay or should I go book? Um, and, uh, I'll be writing it. Listen, don't, don't all get, you know, <laughs> don't line up minute. at Barnes and Noble at once. Yeah. Don't, right. It's going to be a minute. So, um, yes. Yeah, so that's sort of my final manuscript is due at the end of the year. So that's, uh, probably more 2023, okay. um, that we're talking about. So 2022, God, what do I have going on, Michelle? Just more of the same, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to give my program. I should, I stay or should I go program a big overhaul, which should be ready by the end of January. So that's going to be, that's pretty exciting. Um, I have the divorce survival program that I launched, you know, about that we launched, um, at uh, a couple months ago. So that's still going strong and, um, and yeah, I'm just knuckling down and writing really good for you. It's such a great process. I know I I did it like almost two years ago at this point, still waiting for my book to come out. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Everyone's like, how's the book going? I'm like, oh my God, stop. 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 (laughs) There are certain friends that every time I see them, like what's new with the book. And I'm like, you know more than me. I don't know. I mean, every time I know my mother-in-law, my mother, are you writing? What's going on? I'm like, I just, you know what? Can you ask me in 2023? Yeah. It's so anxiety inducing. Well, everybody, I know that whatever Kate's got cooking up is going to be helpful and wonderful for you to dig your hands into. Kate, where can everybody find you if they have more questions or want to learn about your programs? Thanks, love. It's uh, kateanthony.com is where everything lives. Um, you can access all my programs there and on Instagram at the Divorce Survival Guide, uh, TikTok at the Divorce Survival Guide, and on uh, and my podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts, which is the Divorce Survival Guide podcast. And I have an amazing guest coming up to talk about holidays in divorce. Oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know when we're airing. Like what the? I don't know. <laughs> what well. The, uh, the people listening to this, um, this is going to be out ASAP. So don't, okay, so, I think we yeah, might. So, so I think um, we can promo you on my podcast probably the week after. I think that's yeah. happening. It's, yeah. Okay. So, yep. Check out Michelle on my podcast. Kevin. Oh God, we swapped. Yay. Um, we yay. And, and for yay. anybody feeling like they just don't know where to turn in terms of friends, I have my online membership community. It's completely free. We chat, I connect 
mamas all the time who are in similar situations, even if it's somebody across the country. Some of my greatest friends I haven't seen in a while because of COVID and they live in LA or New York and that doesn't make them any less there for you. So check that out, guys, momsmovingon.com. I can't wait for you guys to listen to this and look forward to all your feedback. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Imagine a place to get all of the resources you need and deserve while going through the divorce process, from legal and mediation tips to expert co-parenting advice and heartbreak healing words of wisdom. Imagine a place that offered weekly words of wisdom and inspiration curated just for you by me to help motivate you and make you feel seen throughout the toughest days of your divorce journey. Imagine if that place also provided you with the opportunity to connect with other moms who are going through the exact same thing as you. That place exists and it's called the Moms Moving On membership community. With two membership options, you are guaranteed to find your village and thrive in this next phase of your life. Visit my website, momsmovingon.com and click on become a member to join our community now. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.